poison We're all honey-baked happy We've all had our stuffing We're all sitting here laughing And what the clock seems to show Is what everyone seems to know Oh my god, I can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> please, please, Jenna, start the podcast. <laughs> hey y'all, welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And I would like to apologize. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a good idea. And even like 30 seconds in, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was horrible. Um, if you don't recognize that song, you are a blessed individual. That is John Paul Jones, uh, who wrote a five-song EP last year for Honey Baked Ham. And it no longer exists on Spotify. Good luck finding it. But it does exist on honeybaked.com slash friendsgiving. I mean, like, I really wish we were kidding <laughs> that that was John Paul Jones, um, the JPJ of last year's Bip and Tasha, but no, y'all, it is fucking real. I'm just so happy we get a chance to celebrate stupid. <laughs> yeah, why are we... We, st- we really never get to do that. <laughs> We're also, we're just like normally such a stan account and we just like, we celebrate the good in all of these people and I think it's just like nice that we're taking it, you know, we're doing something different for once and we're, you know, shitting on people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so rare. It's so rare. <laughs> it almost makes me feel bad. I don't, we just never do this. Um... Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. No, not really. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> um, fart noise. <laughs> huge fart noise. Jenna, um, how do you feel about Thanksgiving food in general? Um, I do like the food. I do. What? I know. I'm a monster. I like the turkey. I like all the things. Tur- you like turkey. Yeah. Um, it's just like dark or white meat. Dark, of course. Um, yes. And I drown it in like all of it. Like I mean, turkey's no. I, it's not why I came. It's it's the stuffing. It's the gravy. It's the mashed why potatoes. did you come? <laughs> well, you know the problems that haven't come in a while, but um, <laughs> yeah. And it's all the sides and stuff. And I mean, I absolutely loathe the holiday. Um, it's horrible and all the reasons it should be canceled even without a why? pandemic because it's. <laughs> stealing land and killing people no but also like i hate my family most of the time so i just like i'm so fucking grateful <laughs> i'm so grateful that i do not We're have all to travel honey baked happy yeah <laughs> um yeah i was thinking the same like this is um again uh not to make everything about me which is actually my goal for life mm-hmm. but uh Andrew and I just got engaged still haven't met his family at all even over like FaceTime or anything so like it, he's met my mom and grandma once they like him yeah. a lot well of course um, yeah but will his parents like you because anyway go ahead because <laughs> well i immediately thought of last season where we had like six episodes where we talked about you masturbating with a crayola crayon oh piggy yeah bank. which andrew showed his dad yeah 
Um, so anyway, any, everyone knows I'm a pervert yeah. at Andrew's house already. That's super cool. Um. Hold on, I want to make sure, you are recording this, right? <laughs> Am I? Uh, yes. Good. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, that fucking sucks. I wish I had fucked up. Um, but unfortunately I'm perfect. Yeah, you're perfect for once. Um, yeah, so it. It does feel nice, though. Like, I I don't live that far away from my family. Like, mm-hmm. my family lives in Boise. I live in Portland. Um, so the last couple of years, I've been able to, like, go back. Uh, my mom will usually, like, pay for one of my tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll pay to go down there, and she'll pay for me to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's honestly kind of nice <laughs> to not oh, yeah. have to go back. And, like, also... Um, uh, I mean, like, this sounds shitty to say, but it's, like, a little bit of poetic justice because a, a bunch of people in my family have been, like, uh, almost roasting me a little bit for not wanting to, like, travel or, like, yeah. expose. Like, a lot of people in my family are, like, elderly and have, like, a lot of chronic health issues and I haven't been down to visit, um, but I got you know, like, word that, like, some, like, extended family members got, like, hospitalized for mm-hmm. COVID symptoms, and it's not that I wish that no, upon anybody, but it's just, like, hey. literally, this is why I I don't visit you guys. Like, I can't. Yeah. It's not responsible. It's not safe. <sighs> so... Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to John Paul Jones and John Paul Jones only. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Uh, ugh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, so thank you to Honey Baked Ham for making this album possible. Thank you for taking it off of Spotify so it can't be a part of my uh, year-end playlist because I haven't listened to any music this year. I've only listened to podcasts. If I listened to this song even one time on Spotify, it would be my number one and I would never live it down for the rest of my life. So, um, this week, um, we are so, so thrilled. Uh Um, in addition to the normal recap that we do, um, we are joined by friend of the pod, Danielle, who is one half of the podcast, Crime and Roses. Um, Our friend Megan is also a part of it. We love them so much. They feel like family. Um, If you're looking for more people who sound like us, talk shit like us, hate people like us, um, listen to Crime and Roses. Mm -hmm. They they cover a little bit more than just, like, bachelor shit. Um, They do true crime. Yeah. Um, so they're better than we are, and um, Jenna, edit this out, um, because we can't lose any followers. Thank you. Um, if anything, like, if you want, like, our sass, but then, like, a little bit more sweetness and a little bit more, like, they kind of, like, like some of the people more than we do, then you'll like them. But if you also want to hear us Ew, never mind. hate everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's amazing. And, um, yeah, that's going to happen a little later on, and we're so so thankful. Thank you so much, Danielle. So good. Yes. Thank you, Danielle, for your time. Thank you, um, And sorry, Megan, we're going to 
we're gonna try to steal Danielle. I, we could we could try to steal you too. Yeah, we can um, make it one gonna... one big mega podcast, like you're saying, just like fucking combine it and then take over the leftist bachelor nation world. <laughs> can you imagine all of us talking over each other every single week? Like nothing would get done, and I am okay with it. <laughs> the world isn't ready, and it's okay. And it is okay. Um, speaking of things that people might not be ready for, but it's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, is Danica and I have been talking about this for a long time, and we've been, um, you know. Coming, yeah, it's it's been in the works for a minute, but we are officially gonna start a Patreon. <laughs> Whoo! It feels weird to say. And yeah, I know. <laughs> Patreon feels like a swear word, <laughs> but like, you know what? I'm fucking ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what Jenna and I are thinking for the time being. Mm-hmm is we would like to be able to, like, cover our costs for if we need to get any equipment, um, hosting costs, mm-hmm. like, just things we need to get our, like, day-to-day on lock so that we don't have to <laughs> pay out of pocket anymore so I can stop being like, hey, can I pay you in two weeks for this? Yeah. Cause... yeah. But we're curious to hear, like, what you guys might want out of a Patreon mm-hmm. experience with us. Um, Jenna already gives you guys too much, so I think you might be spoiled. <laughs> I know. That, um, that's the worry is I've been giving it away for free for too long, and it's like, Ugh. But we've gotten so many messages from people over, I mean, over the summer, over the year, saying that, that people want to, like, thank us a little bit, you know, for the work we're doing and kind of, like, contribute and... I don't know. Um, and I, I just, we've been doing this for like two years and I just didn't think that was like something that we would do, but I just feel like the time, like we do, we do a good amount of work. We love this podcast. We love what we do. We give like, I mean, you guys see what <laughs> you see what we do. And so, yeah, I think it's gonna be fun, but yeah, like, let us know what you, what you're thinking, what you would, I mean, maybe I'll put some polls up. I don't know. We have some ideas. It's going to be really fun and real easy and really easy for, like, people to join and not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be, like, one of those Patreons that's just too much. What What does one of those Patreons You know, I feel like there's just, like, once there's just, like, there's, like, six different levels and, like, you, if you do this one, you get, like, a sticker. You get this one. Actually, like um, <laughs> it's going to be... Exactly the same as Chad Johnson's <laughs> Patreon, where you can see my veins if you pay seventy dollars a month. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, but no, actually, it's just like um, it's more like maybe we create a finsta mm-hmm. and you get to like chat with us like once a week mm-hmm. for like an hour or something, or you know, we're we're or like we create stickers that are a normal size. <laughs> oh yeah, what a concept. <laughs> Oh boy! Sorry, Sorry. I've been trying to roast you for that. For, no, they're um, insanely small. Now. Um, and yeah, and like you know, a bonus episode, you know, bonus Instagram lives. There's like some things I have. I have an idea of maybe Jenna's conspiracy corner, and so maybe I'm gonna like um, de- like kind of really go into some random shit. <laughs> so, and like I'm gonna still. We're gonna call it Jay Anon. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's exactly what we're calling it fuck me yeah. up 
Oh my god, it's so much better. Where Jenna just gets to say whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, and, I, and I'll still do. I'll still say something of that on the fucking Instagram too for the for the plebs. But um, I'll I'll save the extra special crazy for yeah we're we're just trying to make everything accessible yes. still though yes, like, exactly we're, uh, we're not out here to try to like i don't know this is not our jobs we both have full-time jobs i just think that uh yeah we could just if you want to pay us to not do our jobs though, that'd be <laughs> fucking tight anybody out here for bernie sanders like, wants to pay us like 20 bucks an hour to just make shit up because that's what we've been do doing it. i think it's great <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, it feels, I feel weird about it in a way, but I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to bring all of us together a lot closer. And I think that, um, yeah, it's just going to be fun. And like podcasting isn't cheap. I mean, really, we, I, we pay a lot of stuff out of pocket. Um, so, you know, Hey, what are you going to do? Right. Holy shit. I wonder if my, speaking of, I wonder if my ring light got here. Jenna and I were both like, holy shit, we could look way better. Mm-hmm. Like we, mm-hmm. Jenna has a ring light already, and I ordered one this week. And I'm not even using it, but I'm going to use it, because we're going to be on Chatty Broads this Monday, y'all. It's not going to air this Monday, but we're recording, and we're very excited, and we have to look really I'm good. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> I'm shitting my pants already. Okay. Oh, it's going to be good. Um, Speaking of shitting my pants, or shitting your pants, shitting all of our pants... Um, we have breaking Maga Ann. Yeah, we have breaking Maga Ann news, <laughs> and that will, if nothing else, will make you shit your pants. It will be talking about Maga Ann. That will, um, fucking Maga Ann. She, she's officially off of clickbait the podcast. Um, there wasn't a big fanfare about it. Of course, it was all very like kind of low to the ground. Like you had to be paying attention <laughs> to like. Bachelor Nation news and Bachelor Nation accounts like ours to even um, fucking find anything. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> I absolutely stopped talking after you left because I got... <laughs> you absolute bitch! <laughs> horrible, horrible bitch. I know, I, got, I was like, I got too nervous and then I was like, wait, I want her to hear. Okay, <laughs> so... I'll, so... I'll Anyway, I had to pee, yeah, uh, and Jenna will not edit this out, no. because I already asked her to edit something else out, can... and she will get distracted. <laughs> I can only do one thing. Um, <laughs> fuck me up. No, okay, so Maggie Ann's no longer on clickbait, and you didn't really know why. You had to, like, be listening and paying attention to even figure out that she was off of it. It was very, like, Do you subtle. listen to clickbait? Oh, no, no, no. Could never. No, 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 no. no. Absolutely not. Um, but <laughs> basically, I think a follower was like do you know why she's not on it? And then I asked our Instagram followers and for like three hours, we didn't get a reply. And I was like, that says something. If like our fucking fanatic people following us have no information on why Hannah Ann is no longer on this podcast, like no one knows, right? Yeah. And come to find out, she did record a little segment on the podcast and she's just basically like, so I just like really loved being on this podcast, but I just need to... I have a passion for making ugly cake. <laughs> Basically. That fucking cake you posted on Instagram today, I have never been more sick in my life. 
It's really, really disgusting. First of all, I'm sorry. I didn't realize cake was like a traditional Thanksgiving like thing. Like shitty That's... vanilla cake. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And then it was, it looks disgusting. And I'm not even trying to really hate on something. Cause I hate, you know what? I don't think I could even make a cake like that, but she, but she went as far as to film it while wearing a nice cocktail evening dress and then posted on Instagram as if anyone was asking for it, which no one absolutely was. And then her dead eyes and dead teeth. Mm -hmm. Also, the thing that killed me about it was, like, I started playing Animal Crossing, like, pretty recently. I I was, like, years late to the game. Mm -hmm. But, like, she looks like she was trying to get, like, an A+, because she added so much shit to that cake. (laughs) And... Like, it was not tasteful at all. It was, it looked gross. Like, congratulations, you won a bakery position at Safeway. If, if that, and the problem is, like, she's, she's trying to hint to us that she's getting some kind of, like, TV deal or baking thing or that she's going to become the new, like, modern day Martha Stewart because no joke somebody commented that on her page and then she pinned it and it's like no absolutely not no do you know who should be the next Martha Stewart who is Arthur (laughs) he should call himself Arthur Stewart I don't remember what his name is anymore in the show yes yeah Jordan (laughs) Jordan Jordan is Arthur Stewart yes he's the best yeah, I, it's just, it's really sad, and she looks more dead behind the eyes than ever before, and part of me wants to be like, blink twice if you need help, but she can't blink because she got too she much work. Blink. Yeah, there's too much, like, work. No, done. literally, I mean, like, again, we will discover later in this episode how much Vanderpump Rules I've been watching, <laughs> but, like, that woman mm-hmm. has so... I feel like she, it's not, there's no proof, but I feel like she's had a lot of Botox mm-hmm. in her forehead, the side of her face, and around her mouth to where it's just like, the only thing I can do is. I I recently, I recently saw somebody in person, actually not recently, it was like a couple months ago, social distance, we were outside, but she actually told me she got Botox for the first time ever, and she showed me the before and after photos, and it is, like, really amazing what it does to, like, the fact that you can't, like, you can't really do anything with your face. It's, mm-hmm. it's, wow. <laughs> Hannah Anna's what, like, also, like, 23 years Yeah, something? yeah, it's really sad. And honestly, do whatever you want with your body. It's not, that's not the problem. It's just that she's trying to force us to watch her make these, like, displays of apples, um, and... And she doesn't even tell us how to organize the apples. That's the most upsetting part. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to organize an apple. I don't. How am I, am I, do I put the small apples in first or the bigger apples in first? And then, like, what kind of apples? And should I be, like, changing the colors of the... I don't... Okay, <sighs> Jenna, favorite apple, go. Granny Smith. Granny Smith? Yeah. You're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Go to therapy. I am. Like, one-on-one therapy. Oh, yeah. I can't yet. I have to get through this group therapy first. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> the correct answer is Honey Chris. Oh, um, okay. Sure. Or Pink Lady, maybe, if you're, like, into the tart stuff. 
if you're kinky like that. Um, speaking Oh, I'm so kinky. <laughs> I love a pink lady. Speaking of pink lady... Crystal! <laughs> so, Crystal uh, tried to set fire to California again. Again. Um, but unfortunately, it's too cold to do that now. Um, Crystal... <laughs> Crystal, to uh, Chris Randone's chagrin, had a gender reveal party for... I don't know why I want to roast her boyfriend. I don't... Are they together? I don't really even know. Her boyfriend, I guess? Um, I don't know why I want to roast him so bad. Because he has the same ears that I do. But I'm like, you're ugly and weird. Um, they had a gender reveal party today, and... It was the first time I have ever been tempted to click on, like, so Crystal, like, posted this thing on her Instagram, and it was, like, it, like, got all the way up to, like, the pop, where it showed, like, which color Mm -hmm. of penis or vagina (laughs) the baby was supposed to have, uh, because gender is bullshit, in a construct. I just I just really wanted to know if baby had penis or vagina for some reason. Um, and then she was like, nope, I'm not going to show you. Go look at my YouTube video. And then when I l- clicked on the link, I was like, I'm such a shitty person. <laughs> and then the YouTube video was taken down at that point. And so I was like, you know what? This is a sign from Jesus Christ himself. Like, I am not meant to know what the gender of this baby is. But then she posted it later on Instagram, and it's a girl. (laughs) I'm here for this journey that you didn't even tell me you were going on. The fact that you went that far to click on that shows me everything I need to know when you roast me about going too far and doing too much. Mm, 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 mm. Ma'am. Ma'am. You know what? Mm. I'm going to... I'm going to give you five minutes to roast me. <laughs> um, why would you even bother paying for a haircut to get bangs if you're not even going to wear them like they're properly supposed to be? Um, they're right here, stupid ass. No, they're supposed to be more like real bangs. Um, and <laughs> sh- also, um, fuck. All you, all you have is bangs about me? Yeah. Do you even know me? I know that you I know that you've spent a year trying to get rid of your bangs and you celebrated the day you could put them away and then now you're getting more bangs and then you're not even putting them forward and I and I am concerned. It's not my fault that my forehead is dry and my skin is ugly and I want to cover it up. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. I love bangs. I got bangs. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I hate this so much. It did not feel good. I did not feel good about myself. You know what? One of these days, actually, like, for the Patreon, we will do a little roast. <gasps> I love that. That's a great idea. I think, I think that'll be great. Yeah, a true on just, like, actual roast roast. Oh, and I'll actually think... write some roasts, because I can do it. I used to be a comedian. <sighs> I don't want you to hurt my feelings. I oh. just want you to... I... Bangs are fine. Mm. Everything else about me is off limits. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, um... <laughs> the show... <laughs> Oh man, I feel like we're just like avoiding the show because we had a we had a really really wonderful mm-hmm. conversation with Danielle mm-hmm. 
that was so good, so funny, so entertaining, and everything else uh, fucking sucks. Um, so we're just gonna rush through this part. Yeah. Um, Danielle comes and talks to us right... I mean, it should probably be like 15 minutes from now. Yeah. Um, so please listen to that. It's really, really wonderful. Um, she's amazing. Um, we're white and we did okay. I think. <laughs> we, were, we were okay. Um, <laughs> the jury's still but up. But for now, <laughs> ugh, date one. Date like, Maybe. I don't even know. What was this even? Okay, so <laughs> listen to every- your part. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so in essence, everyone is still mad at Noah for being a piece of shit. Same. Um Chris Harrison shows up to be a pain in the ass and he is like um you shave the mustache and you got the rose on a date you weren't even supposed to be on. So lesson learned, Tasha likes bold. And every single man that's in this area is like, great. <laughs> great and good. Like, we hate it. Um, so for this pseudo date, uh, Harvard, Ivan, Riley, Damar, Kenny, and Zach are going to compete for a one-on-one date by writing and performing an original song for Tasha. Last night when this aired, I texted Allie, who was on our last episode, and I was like, Allie, you are going to hate this episode because Allie and I, I, like, I'm a musician. I've dated musicians. Allie has dated musicians, and we both have a very strong feeling that if somebody writes a song about you or for you, no. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. It sucks. Don't do it. Um. Actually, you know what's interesting? I went on Twitter today or yesterday, and um, my ex-boyfriend, who I do not get along with from a few years ago, had written an album where he had, like, written songs about me, and, like, our friends still post about it every once in a while, and one of our friends posted about it the other day, and I was just like, "Oh, this is how." I felt the same. So, they're, they're, the same thing is happening with Tasha. Like, they're just like, you have to write a song for Tasha about Tasha, and they're given a bunch of instruments that absolutely nobody knows how to play. And I have started a GoFundMe for my own personal lobotomy because I don't want to remember this. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. And the fact that Kenny was on this date is the most upsetting part. Like, Kenny is a boy band manager, and he is the least talented person I've ever even seen before. And, like, not to be offensive, but Kenny looks like... He just, like, looks like he's... A casual drug user, but (laughs) not? You know what I mean? He's just... No, 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 yeah, he's doing some coke. He's fine. He just seems like a per like again because I've been watching Vanderpump Rules. He seems like a person that would come into the restaurant and it's just like, oh yeah, can we take like a little like glass of like sangria out back and then I'm gonna do fucking cocaine out here. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. 
Like, he looks like he... How old is he? Like, 24 or something? But he looks like 40. I don't know. <laughs> Disgusting. He's a part of this date, and he's a boy band manager, and you can tell that he thinks he's gonna, like, win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he super does not. <laughs> and, but, like, the, the maybe the most offensive part is Blake. Yes. Oh, Blake. Do you want to talk about what Blake does? Uh, he uh, composes a song straight from hell using an accordion and a mandolin. And he takes his time to make sure that he mentions how he just wants time with Tasha. And I just like, this man is so focused on getting what he thinks he's deserved, which is time with women who he does not deserve their time. <laughs> But he, like, really is just really trying, and he's horrible at it. And we get two fucking supercuts. One of Riley being, like, uh... <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. That's actually... I'm... I'm No, I'm just confusing the people. But anyway, he's horrible. He's horrible at it. Who who does Riley... It's about Bennett, make... I think. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That makes more sense. Yes, exactly. Somehow. 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 Somehow, somehow Harvard is worse. <laughs> so... Harvard tries to compete by rapping? Can we even call it that? It's more just like um, spoken word poetry, uh, but none of those things. I would rather listen to Eminem, um, (laughs) like, slowed down while on ecstasy. Didn't listen to Bennett rap again, ever. I can't even imagine that, but I would like to say that when I was in elementary school, my mom took me to Warp Tour, and I saw Eminem what? at Warp Tour. Was it good? Oh, I don't know, because she heard rap and then took me away. Oh, fair. And then I saw Green Day, and they lit the stage on fire, and then we had to leave. Why did your mom, did your mom think it was, like wrapped tour and it was like something about like um like Tupperware or something did she think it was like a party that was like for <laughs> moms because like warped tour is where you go if you want to get like statutory raped I'm sorry trigger but like <laughs> I mean I'm sorry different podcast episode we will put a pin in this <laughs> <laughs> No, I, the last time I went to Warp Tour was when I was in, like, sixth grade or something, and I, I watched um, Reliant K open for All American Rejects, which Reliant K was an extremely Christian band at the time, yeah. and they were they were just, like, they were very upset to have to open for All American Rejects. And I'll keep then, you my dirty little secret. I know. I was, like, obsessed love- with both of them. And then um, I got so hot that I threw up, and then my mom had to take me home. And she was like, God damn it, I just paid, like, $40 for you to get in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's hilarious. Well, so Harvard tries rapping. And- oh, yeah. So Harvard tries rapping, much like I did when I was in sixth grade at Warp Tour. Um, as you can imagine, it goes really well. Uh, Riley's, like, watching Bennett rap, it's, as expected, fucking awkward. (laughs) Um, but all of this is good news for Ivan. Yes. Who has spoken, or has been shown to speak, for the first time this season. (laughs) And so, Taisha invites 
him to her suite for the evening. And um, right now we're going to switch gears a little bit, introduce our friend Danielle, who has so much to talk about. We're going to talk for a really long time about the significance of this date. Um, Because I think Jenna and I were both moved by it, but uh, if you didn't know, we're both white ladies. Um, And so we just wanted to bring in, you know, like a, a black woman who knows what the fuck she's talking about and can... You know, call us out, do whatever. It's amazing. Um, you guys are so we had an amazing conversation with Danielle, um, which we're going to play now. Pineapple. 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 <laughs> so I don't think maybe that's it'll how work. it's supposed to work, yeah, but... I loved it. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we, can, we can leave that in. Yes. Because <laughs> They're going to be like, like, what the fuck is a pineapple and why are y'all talking about it? You'll find out. Don't worry about it. Shit. <laughs> and it's like behind with, the scenes. With the last two recordings we've done, it will be left in. Yes. For sure. So I forget to edit out <laughs> There anything. is so much. Jenna, I have to pee shit going on in our podcast the last two episodes. It's not even okay. <laughs> It's it's not just you, because Megan does the exact same thing. Like, I'll listen to it. I hate listening to myself talk, but sometimes I'll just listen to it. And I'll be like, bitch, I said cut that out. I, you can hear me saying, Megan, but cut this part out. And then there's a clap where you're supposed to fucking cut it. And bitch ain't cut it out. But I don't give her, I mean, she's, I don't, anybody who, like, does the editing, because I know nothing about it, so, like, probably Danica, we're on the same page. Like, yeah. do your thing, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, Megan. I ain't going to complain no more, because I ain't doing it. <laughs> I will keep complaining, because I have an entitlement <laughs> issue. <laughs> Other podcasts do it, too. They're like, oh, I'll bleep out this name, and then there's no bleep. And I'm like, oh, shit. shit. I think that's a brilliant move, though. I, have a, I like it. I have a rule with the other podcast I do with my roommate, where if we say the word Trump, I have to bleep it out, because I just it's a happy podcast about Twilight, and I'm just not going to mm. bring that his name into it. We talk about things that are real, but we just like, we're not going to say his name. So I have to Why go through that. Why didn't you offer that with me? No, because we're not a happy you're, podcast. You're a fucking bitch, we're okay? <laughs> I'm tired of this. We're a horrible, mean, bully podcast. <laughs> well, what I do with Megan, if I really, really want her to cut something out i just say her address i'll be like i'll say her first name last name and address so that when she's listening to it like she'll, like if you leave it in then everybody knows where the fuck you live and that's on you so you better listen hard ho so Jenna, try what, that. what is something that i can give away about you that will <laughs> encourage I'm so you so scared to find out but let's try to delete like all the times that i have to pee uh, actually i'm not even the peer you're the I'm peer, the peer. <laughs> Like a, a good ex, a ex, like if you brought that name up, you'd be like, oh shit, gotta delete that. Something like that. Oh, I'm forever alone. Danica knows nothing about my exes, so. It's so annoying. You don't share anything with me. I don't. Actually. I should. Oh my god. You, oh my- or you shouldn't, because she's gonna use it to blackmail you. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Speaking about blackmails. Um, Hell that's yeah! That's the transition. That's the transition. <laughs> um, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, so, I'm I'm losing it. Okay, maybe I'll edit this out, but not because I think I'm gonna keep literally all of this in. All of it. <laughs> um, we're so fucking grateful and excited, and just honestly, I I miss seeing you. But uh, please welcome oh. to the podcast our friend Danielle from Crime and Roses. Um, Yay! 
if you've listened, like, a couple months ago, we did a couple trivia podcasts with you guys. We did an interview with you. We told everybody, like, to go listen. If you haven't listened to Crime and Roses, I'm not sure what you're doing, because if you like the energy that Danica and I have, you will absolutely love Crime and Roses. (laughs) (laughs) We're, like, the same. We're literally the same people. So whenever we get together, our energy just matches. And I feel that's why I'm like, I miss you so much, both of you, because it's like when we get together, it's like best friends, Mm -hmm. like sisters from another mister getting together to talk shit about this bullshit franchise. (laughs) So uh, Jenna and I are here uh, as white women to be quiet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) for the first time ever. Um, we love you. We want you to be on all the time. Uh, we might steal you, actually. <laughs> Megan would kill you. So. Uh, well, Megan, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> you're ours now. Um, so we wanted to talk about, um, sort the, what was that date even? It wasn't even a group date. It was like a, a competition between the, the ugly people and Ivan. <laughs> and, um, and Ivan won. <laughs> Finally, there is there's peace in the world um so ivan if you don't know who he is he's one of the people i haven't given a nickname yet because he does not have any airtime prior to this yeah he's see he seems pretty quiet or he's really interesting and they just don't give a fuck because there's so many toxic assholes around Mm -hmm. um He's a 28-year-old aeronautical engineer. He likes playing chess against himself. Actually, Ivan sucks. Never mind. We should skip this segment. <laughs> no, no. I will not let you go Just for kidding. Ivan. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, uh, Have you watched The Queen's Gambit? I don't on know Netflix? what that is. No. It's like a chess show. I'm telling you. It's so good. It's a, it's a movie. It's like a period piece about this girl who plays chess. And you don't need to know chess in order to, like, like it. You should try it, though. It's, like, a really fuck... Like, she sleeps with people. There's women's empowerment. She's, like, just the odd soul. So I'm not gonna shit on... I'm not gonna shit on chess anymore. I need to Google, like, chess plus people that fuck because I've never heard of this before. (laughs) (laughs) I can't... Well, I don't know what your Netflix looks like because, like, mine looks like... They just kept fucking telling me to watch it and I gave in at, like, 3 a.m. one day and I was like, oh, this shit's, like, really good. Okay, I'm adding it to the list. I need to stop watching Vanderpump Rules, honestly. It's it's becoming toxic to my brain. I feel like I'm getting meaner every single day. Yeah. Which is fine, honestly. I'm here for that. Um... So Tasha is talking about him and she's like, he's not the typical type of guy I may go for. He's like kind of shy and I would agree. Tasha don't don't date black. Oh my God. Yeah, we were talking last night about John Paul Jones and like how it's Thanksgiving and we were talking about that album that he put out last year. (laughs) Like the... He, did you what hear f- that? Did I miss this? He put out an album last year that was a Thanksgiving album. <laughs> it's like some auto-tuned mess, and it was sponsored by Honey Baked Ham. <laughs> I'm absolutely not kidding at all, too. Like, Danielle, we are not kidding at all. We're going to play it at the beginning of this episode of the podcast. So that everyone, yeah, please do. <laughs> it's uh, it. You can't miss it. It's... 
It's amazing. It's the worst thing ever. Okay, yeah. I don't want to get like too far into it, but like as far as the singing competition thing goes and Bennett's rap, which like, please stop <laughs> rapping on this fucking franchise. It's never good. Bennett and JPJ are the same fucking Thank you. People. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm just looking around like, girl, if you don't let him go, he is JPJ like 2.0. He's a little older, a little more chiseled, but like they are the same people. Uh-huh. It's true. And their eyes are like beady enough where you're, are you a real person? Is there a brain in there? I can't tell. You look like an AI so. person. <laughs> I, like, I don't get it. And also, he's gross and old. Like, just throw the whole man away. Please. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see him anymore. Please you. take him off this Please. thing. Please. Okay, Jenna, you don't get to pretend like you're a part of this. <laughs> because. I know. Once again, I'm going to bring it up every week. You told me that you wanted to fuck that man's face. I know. I uh, I personally would not mind sitting on his thank face. Thank you. I would change his life. Because he, he would <laughs> never talk to somebody like me. It, oh, I don't know if you've seen American Gods where like she basically like this one of them like sucks the soul like out of the men through her vagina Succubus, and like sits yeah. on their yeah yeah like sits on their faces and just that's what I feel like I would do the power to be like with this most privileged of white men me being like I try to be the wokest black person that I know. I'm probably not. But like the feeling, the like the just I feel like the privilege would like transfer over into my body. Like, right? Yes. I, that would just be so crazy. I would love it. Like if the next time I see you, you're wearing a scarf, I'm gonna scream my ass off. <laughs> I, I actually want that for you. I wanna see you in a scarf the next time I see you. Like a tiny, tiny white scarf that's just a little bit thicker than a, a necktie. There's just not, I just think it would be, and he's hot. I mean, he has a great body. He'd be really. Have I not seen it? Do I just like black out during those times? Yeah. I think you just are so fucking over him that when he's on your screen, you're like, get the fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, those are probably the times that I'm scrolling through my phone, not paying attention. (laughs) But you know, Jenna's like queen of like Instagram. So, you know, she's seen every crevice of that. I have. Yeah. And unfortunately he's very sweaty and oily and, um, (laughs) but again, that's just better lube for when I ride his face. Jenna, I'm sick of you. Okay, fair. Okay. Anyway, let's go to this date because it's really cute as hell. Yes. So, um, based on this, like, contest, I guess that was the first date, um, Ivan wins, which is totally fair. Everything else was garbage. Um, and Taisha brings him in the room. Um, I think it's the most expensive date they've had so far on... (laughs) On The Bachelorette this season because they get to order everything off of the menu from room service. And I know those french fries are like $25, even though they taste like shit. Yeah. Um, And that ice cream bowl was disgusting. But that's a topic for a later time. So she brings him in and she's like, yeah, we should order a takeout. The phone's in my bedroom. The floor is lava. She's the cutest person I've ever met before. (laughs) That was fucking adorable. somebody cuter with like a cami and a pair of sweats Mm-mm. like i just the most basic outfit and i'm like damn you so fine girl like I, anything she wears it just like hugs her body in the right places i mean she's just absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's un, it's like painful like you know like i'm watching it and i was just like 
like, how can you be so fucking beautiful? And I always thought about, like, how she had to come to this season so last minute. Like, did she bring her own clothing, or were they styling her? Because they basically had to style Claire, and then they, mm-hmm. she comes in, and I'm like, I think she brought her own clothes, because everything is just perfect. It's mm-hmm. just, it's her, it's fits perfectly. Tasha is, like, one of those people where you have, like, that, like, like, for me, like, that bisexual moment where you're, like, I can't tell if I'm, like, if I want to fuck this person or if I want to be this person. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it's both. <laughs> like, she's everything. everything. Absolutely. Megan says the same thing. Like, Megan's mom is, like, Megan, you're obsessed with Tasha, And she's, like, yeah, I am. Like, I, I don't – I want to be like her. I want to be with her. I want to be near her. I just want her on my screen. Like, anything Tasha, Like, she could be, like, sugar bear hair. And I'd be, like, I'm actually going to try that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Why the fuck not? If Tasha tells me to, whatever Tasha tells me from now on, I'm just gonna fucking listen because she's mm-hmm. just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they they go through. They're playing Twister, which is also super cute. She can't tell the difference between right and left. I think that's wonderful. I love a stupid bitch. <laughs> I love it. She's amazing. Um, and then uh, let's see. They talk about a little bit about um, how they're both mixed race. Ivan is black and Filipino and Tasha is black and Mexican, which I actually didn't know until Jenna, or I, I think they mentioned it last night that she was biracial and I did not know that until today, which was, or yesterday, which was. I know she was mixed. I remember her dad, mm-hmm. but I did not, I thought her mom was white, so I didn't know mm-hmm. that she was also Latina as well. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you um, do you recall them ever really saying that? Like, do you, is it, was it kind of news to you last night too, Danielle? Like, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I read the article that you had posted on Instagram about like we have two Latina women, and I was like, that narrative has never. That's not even a narrative of this season at all, and it goes it goes in way deeper. And I was the whole time was like, every paragraph was like, yes. But that's not a conversation that we're having, yeah. and that wasn't something I knew of Tasha. And then we kind of talk about the one drop rule, and then we get into that. But y'all ain't ready for that yet, so keep going. <laughs> no, I I really do think that uh, just like talking about that article a little bit, it's interesting how we were asking for like representation for so long, and they were like, "Here's this milk toast white guy, Peter, but it's fine because his, you know, like, you know, he is um, Latino." Yeah. His mother's Cuban. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's interesting how they, like, had that conversation. And then once they, like, cast a black guy, they weren't they weren't willing to admit that it was because we had put, like, pressure on them to, like, add diversity right. in there. And they were trying to just be like, no, no, no. Peter has, like, Latino heritage. And then, like, when they actually do have people who happen to, you know, like, be mixed. and Like, that's not a part of the season at all. Like, that's like not it, an important narrative to them. I don't understand, yeah, really. It's exactly it. If it's not their narrative, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it could be really, it's like, oh, that's a great thing. And yeah, we're going to say it. Same thing with Claire. But if it's not on their storyboard and their narrative of what they want to show you, then it absolutely doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So. Um. <sighs> This show fucking, again, why do we watch this again? I just was, I literally was just thinking that when you said that, like, why do I like this show? And why am I dedicating the hours that I do to one, watching it, two, recapping, and then three, being on social media, constantly talking about it, like, but I'm not going to stop. So let's just, like, keep it real. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, So 
Tasha's also talking about what it's like growing up in Orange County. She's like, I haven't met a whole lot of people that are like me. I haven't met a whole lot of, like, mixed people. He seems to be, like, a little bit surprised by that because he's like, this is, like, basically the Filipino capital of the world outside of the Philippines. Um, And then they eat the ice cream atrocity, I, I, which I don't understand at all. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> it, it was disgusting. Uh, we go back into the holding pen. I kind of want to just skip yeah, all of that. They're just talking guys. about... They're just talking about Noah, who is disgusting and the worst person in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will um, say I loved when they said he had like a skid mark on the top of his lip. <laughs> Like Bennett had a couple zingers. I'll say that. I'll say that. Every week when I'm like roasting these guys, like Ed had a really good zinger a couple of weeks ago where I was like, you know what? I'll keep you for a little bit. And then like Bennett had one this week where I was like, God damn it. Stop saying cool stuff. <laughs> like, Makes it harder for me to hate you. I know. Um, they talk about a little bit about their families. Uh, Ivan's dad is 73. Uh, Tasha's dad is 50. They make jokes about how... Ivan's dad could be Tasha's dad's dad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And they both have younger siblings. Um, Ivan sort of talks about how his younger brother um, sort of got mixed up in like drugs and alcohol once um, Ivan was older and it caught up with him and he went to prison right after having a baby. Um, And then Ivan says, when my niece was born for the first two years of her life, she couldn't even touch her dad. It was literally through a glass screen. And he's tearing up. And he says, to see my brother, like, having to put his hand up there to hers, it was just, like, really tough. Um, And he's, like, working to be a second dad for his niece. So beautiful. And Tasha is, like, really, like, moved by that. And, like, once, like, like, this could be... Like, a storyline for literally anybody, but I think it speaks a lot to, like, the black experience on the show, where, like, again, I've been watching so much Vanderpump Rules, where these people are just, like, literally on coke all the time. They're literally just, like, fucking drunk off of their ass every single day, like, punching people at work, like, and they never get in fucking trouble for it, but it's just, like, like, this speaks to, like, sort of what the conversation evolves into next, well, um, we kind of talked, just to talk on that point too, Megan and I talked about it, you know, before I, before I became a lawyer, I worked in a jail with incarcerated men who had kids. And so, you know, one in nine, the statistics I was looking up actually for our true crime story, uh, one in nine children in California have incarcerated parents. Wow. And 60, it's usually like, Of course, we know with mass incarceration and people of color, it really does impact black and Latino communities more than it does other like white communities. And so but not saying it doesn't. And the thing that I think was really interesting is that this is another narrative that they've never really touched on about having some a loved one incarcerated. So that's only one in nine for having a parent. So it was about like 50 percent of incarcerated women 
have children or identified as having kids across the nation in the federal penitentiary. It's about the same for the state. And then 60% of men. Wow. So that's half of our country that is, and with our like increasing populations of people incarcerated, there's a lot of people out here who resonated with Ivan in a way that they didn't even think they would. And because that's not been a story, everything had to be white, blonde, blue eyed, perfect Christian, you know, they barely want to start touching on the topic of divorce. That was like a big thing in the mm-hmm. franchise. So yeah. to, to be able to talk about incarcerated family members, there's a lot of people in this country that have family members that are currently incarcerated or have been incarcerated the way that it affects families, the way that it affects children. I mean, you know, the way that, that his niece is going to be affected by the fact that he wasn't able to be there in bond for a couple of years. The, I mean, especially in black communities where you're talking about like, it takes a village and, you know, granny got five, six, seven, eight kids. Incarceration is a piece of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Same thing as addiction. That's a big piece. That was something that we've talked about. I mean, I think Victoria P or whatever yeah. her name was, We've talked about it on the other end where it's like, I'm a part of like the solution to these issues, but we've never talked about people who are actually like, this issue is something that's actually in my family and is a part of my narrative. So I think that was a huge piece that I was like so shocked that again, made it on the, you know, didn't just get cut and they'd be like, oh, whatever, we're talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter that's different than mass incarceration. But it was a very... It, I think it's going to resonate just like, I mean, I'm like so far removed and like, okay, I'm, I'm probably never going to see a plus size person on this damn bachelor screen, <laughs> but you know, representation matters and representation in having a family member who was once incarcerated is a huge population in this nation that they touched on. And I don't think they even did it. They did it inadvertently, but it meant something. Yeah. I was going to say too, like they, uh, like Demi at one point had talked about how her mom was incarcerated, but that was even like swept under the rug, yep. even though she was a major player in her season mm-hmm. and has been for a long time. But that was sort of just like, uh, it, it felt like a casual like comment rather than yeah. uh, like something that was like taken seriously as a thing. And the other thing I was going to say that Jenna and I kind of talked about last night is that like we kind of make fun of the whole like, Uh, like, reveal your trauma thing, Mm -hmm. but, like, this felt like an actual conversation instead of just, like, a, I want brownie points for going through something difficult in my life, like, oh, my parents were divorced or whatever, and he's just, like, no, like, this is, like, this is what my family is like. I want to share this with you because I think that it's, it's just, like, a part of my life. Completely. Like, Like they were, she was, like, how, how are you, how is it to be an older brother? let me tell you my younger brother right. and here's your story you know here's my part of my life and versus like a total like let's reveal my trauma and i loved him when he was talking about drug and alcohol addiction too like he he admitted like you know beforehand maybe i would have been like what is wrong with you or whatever and to go through something like that humbled him and gave him empathy and it was so that was like another just beautiful moment to everything it was like the empathy that he was showing of like when you know people who struggle with that it it shows you that they're not bad people they're real people right and that's Mm -hmm. also another good representation for people who are at home struggling with family members or themselves who have drug and alcohol issues you know Mm -hmm. right there were so many things touched on in this whole entire day like Danica said like felt real Mm -hmm. it felt like 
it felt like almost uncomfortable to the point where I was like, am I supposed to be watching this? But I can't, like, I love it because that's what you normally fucking do when you date. You like hang out, you eat ice cream, you play stupid games, especially in quarantine. Then you like hang out probably a little more naked than they were. And you talk and like reveal (laughs) yourself and you're vulnerable. And this is the conversation that you have. You're like, this is what made me who I am. And Ivan was sharing that. And I was just like, Bravo, not to the fucking producers, because no. I'll tell you why, but to them. And I'm like, damn, like, Ivan, you real shit. Matt James, I don't even know shit about you. Mm-hmm. Ivan, for, just replace him. <laughs> Hard agree. Um, and, like, to that point, um, he sort of brings up, like, like Jenna said, like, he, he doesn't want to pass judgment on anybody, um, how he's endured all these, like, really dark times and how his experience with his brother in prison kind of attuned him to like the reality of police violence. Uh. Um, and then it, it, it's like a quote that he says, especially with George Floyd. And that's like police brutality. That's something that really hit home for me. Um, you can only imagine how much wilder it could be in prison. Right. My brother used to tell me um, stories about how these CEOs, correctional officers would beat him up. Um, And then he, like, talks about his own process being, like, well, what did you do to, like, deserve that? Um, And then he sort of, like, course corrected over time and was, like, it doesn't matter. Regardless of what you did, either way, these people have a job to do and they need to do it correctly. And you can't just, like, hurt people for no reason. And it's, like, the same thing where people ask, like, what these people did wrong to deserve this thing. Well, it's, like, even if they robbed a bank even if they like had a knife out or whatever like these people have a job and like you don't just get to like murder people and get away with it because they've done something wrong that's what the whole judicial system is supposed to be about well the thing about it too is that we've seen white people do very bad wrong things and then not get the same treatment so if it really was about what they did was that wrong that they quote deserved it then we would see it balance out between races and you know everywhere that's not the case Mm -hmm. you know we've seen people who've like had mass shootings who now are just like alive you know what i mean and then we have people who like a 20 dollar forged not forged bill and they're dead yeah exactly so it doesn't make sense yeah and like just the amount of support that like white people that do like what was that kid's name that like fucking murdered somebody not even like a month ago Kyle Rittenhouse Rittenhouse yeah like he he's getting so much support online and like people are wanting him to run for congress and shit and I'm just like what the fuck is wrong with you he killed a person yeah but and he's alive and now out he bonded out Mm -hmm. like two million dollar bond because he's been able to like raise funds so it's like the clear inequality so we can't just be like, oh, like, what did they do? Just like, you know, if we think even it seems so long ago, but if we, and it was just yesterday, if we talk about Tamir Rice, if we talk about, you know, him and he's like, well, he was carrying a BB gun, still a kid. Well, Ahmaud Arbery, well, he was in somebody else's house that was under construction and that wasn't even a police officer, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, the same thing with Trayvon Martin. Well, oh, well, he, he had a marijuana thing at school a couple years ago like they just immediately throw out these justifications for their actions and it none of it makes sense to any anyone well i guess it makes sense to half of this nation i guess the other half is like this makes no sense at all what are you talking about yeah. 
I mean, and unfortunately, probably not even that number. I feel like a lot of people who voted for Biden are doing it for other reasons that, That's you know, true. they would still probably be like, well, you know, what did the person do? You know, really, they just care about like their abortion rights or whatever, which is like fine. And like, yeah, but I mean, it's a real, they just real can't, issue. they can't see themselves in those situations. And the, the Danica said, Ivan couldn't either. Yeah. For a minute, Ivan was like, I don't relate. And then it happened to him and he was like, whole new perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're not asking that every single person have those issues in their families or those those traumas or those things that they have to overcome or difficulties. But he was able, like you said, Jenna, to like empathize and be able to see it from a different light. And I never understand the people who can't see it from the other side. I don't personally have to go through it to realize that it's happening in our nation and that it's not okay. Do you think this was just like a really, I mean, on all the levels, it was important for America and Bachelor Nation to see, but do you think even just for that reason alone to like to show somebody going through that process of like getting, gaining empathy and like growing? I mean, I, that part was, gave me chills. I think it was important. I don't want to give, and I think like so many people have said it, I'm not going to give the bachelors, like the, the bachelor producers, like a giant like pat on the back. They're still negative, like um, Ashley Spivey said. She's like, one point, you're still like negative 4,000. So I think it was the topic of the time. And I think that this this network is about money and is about the topics that they're going to talk about. And it just happens to be that this wave, because this is not Black Lives Matter is not a new thing, this wave of Black Lives Matter is the topic of conversation. And so they're going to throw out these things and be like, look, and I think that what would have happened and the fire they would have gotten if we would have found out that that hit the cutting room floor, we, they would have lost a whole demographic. Cause I know I would have been like, fuck y'all. Y'all didn't want to talk about it. So it wasn't necessarily like, it was like, they're highlighting these things. It's more so that they were like, we're not going to cut it out because we don't want that smoke that like Bachelor Nation fans are going to bring who have been very vocal and have been like, you know, y'all have been, I mean, we're a newer podcast. I know y'all been screaming from the rooftops for a while <laughs> how problematic this franchise is, but I don't think anybody like did it because like they really wanted the story to get out. Yeah. Cause you think about like Chris Harrison taking off his block and his black Tuesday box yeah. And them never saying anything about it, them never addressing it, them never talking about it. They're like, oh, we're going to keep it in so we don't get in trouble later. But again, it it's also two black people who are having this conversation that they could ease people like you and I, you know, all of us are like, oh, so refreshing. We feel like a little weight off our chest on this episode. But for people who don't give a shit, they're just going to continue to just like, oh, okay, well, them two black folks talking about it. Like, they're never going to have non, you know, people of color talking about those issues on this show. Uh-huh. Chris Harrison ain't going to say shit. Mike Flies ain't going to say well, shit. Well, in fact, I, so I wanted to bring that up. That's what kind of what I've been doing today with my, like, my white silence a little bit. You know, I'm just like, let me, like, take this in. But I started doing what I do best, which is just, like, look at what's happening, what, the reactions mm-hmm. of things. And it is kind of still, I guess it's not surprising, but it is kind of boggling my mind considering how much they want to get brownie points, how much they want to look good in this wave of Black Lives Matter right now, that basically no one talked about it. The noise Mm -hmm. that you saw online in, in, in celebratory wave 
was all from Bachelor Nation accounts and people like us and and fans and you know Brett Vergara and like Ashley right. Spivey. Nick Vial was one of the most prominent ones to tweet about it, but that was like it. And if you go and mm-hmm. look at Ivan's post, the people who liked it as far as Bachelor Nation people. Very few. <laughs> it's like Ashley Spivey, um, McKenna, <laughs> like Nick, and like that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what is going on here? And then I think about, I went and looked at the Twitter account for The Bachelorette. They only retweeted one tweet that was like, Ivan's the best. We love him for what he's doing. Th- that was it. They're not talking about it. And I guess I'm just like yeah. ultimately a little shocked that. I don't, I don't want them to capitalize on I don't want them to capitalize on it. I don't, because what they're doing is bullshit, and it's, it's, I'm disgusted with the franchise, but I'm shocked that they're not trying to capitalize on it. I think that they're trying to, like, let it happen and just, like, go away, because they have their token Blackie and Matt James. Yeah. They're like, we have to focus on Tasha. Like, think about it. Claire came in. Tasha came in on the back end. They they pumped up Claire for months and months and months and then brought in Tasha. Like, we're always getting, like, the fucking crumbs. It's the black tax, right? Like, we're always on the back end just trying to, like, rise up. I was telling somebody, I was talking to my husband one day or saying something about chitlins, and I was like, it's just like that because we're always eating the food that's, like, leftovers and trying to make a fucking meal out of, like, chitlins and pig feet and all this other stuff like we just kind of get tossed bones and so you know for the most of us that are in this bubble because I think I think we're in a bubble because I don't follow I'm not following a fucking Ma- mega Ann I'm not doing it like I fucking <laughs> refuse so I'm in my own little bubble of like people who get it and I think outside of that bubble the sea of everyone else like they it just it just didn't fucking matter it was yeah, a blip th- on the radar and that's the people that they make money off of yep too I was also going to say, like, to your point, um, Danielle, that, like, I work in, like, content marketing, and I think it was sort of the same thing that, like, happened in Bachelor Nation this year. Like, they can't afford to not talk about it because that's the news this year. They can't not talk about COVID, and they can't not talk about Black Lives Matter with two Black leads. Um, The same thing sort of happened with some of my clients where, like, we've pitched them like progressive like newsworthy topics before and they've been like no 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 that's a little controversial Mm -hmm. and then this year all of a sudden they're like actually yeah we should talk a little bit more about social justice and we should talk more about public health and covid because they have to they can't not they like they can't be relevant and not talk about these things but it's literally only because that's what's going on and it is the only topic of conversation that's like happening right now and I think the same thing happened in Bachelor this year and it sucks it sucks that it took like this like like everything that's going on to get them to like have honest conversations or show honest conversations not that they didn't happen before Mm -hmm. because I I know they've happened before but like for it to like get to this point where this is like the only reason they're showing it I'm curious to see what happens in the future when Things inevitably, like, are in, like, a downswing, and then they go back up again, as they always do. In the history of our entire nation, Uh it always does. (laughs) But I I totally agree. I think that 
and we know that we we've all heard interviews with Bachelor Nation people who are like, y'all didn't see 95% of our conversations. Rachel's like, y'all never saw my relationship with Brian. Mm -hmm. And we know that there's things that they're not talking about. We know that there's things that they just decide to cut out, but you're right. They could not afford not to just like all these other, I mean, Nike, big brands. We know the top, top, top people don't give a shit about any of that. They probably think COVID is a hoax. And they're like, George who? But they had to say something because their money was in jeopardy. This Mm -hmm. is about money. It's about ratings. It's about, so if they can get people, like, this is the trend of like, hey, well, everybody's like, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Let's hop on that bandwagon and let's actually, like, talk about it in a way that Ivan seems, like, genuine. Uh Tasha seems genuine. But they don't have to say anything. They're just allowing the two blackies to talk it out and be able to be the voice and the sound sound bite that they need to be like, that's the fucking clip, right? Except for what I'm saying is like, what is like, but they're not even clipping it out and talking about it. I'm, and it's fine. Again, I don't want them to capitalize off of it in a way that's gross. But I'm just like, we begged you to do this. You're finally allowing it to happen. And then... It's just like crickets and all these people who put black boxes on their Instagram and people who are trying to pretend like they're fucking woke and then they're not even talking about it. I guarantee you, if you go and look at fucking Brett Fergaro's A White Man's Tweets, you're going to see a list of Bachelor Nation liking those tweets, but not fucking engaging at all with Mm -hmm. Ivan or Tasha. What I would say to that is like, I think a little, like a little bit of the reason that like, you know, like the big Bachelor accounts are not. The big Bachelor accounts that are, like, working for ABC. Right, yeah. They, it's almost like they feel like they've done enough by airing it. And they don't want to alienate the base that's like, I don't agree with Black Lives Matter. You're right. So, like, there is no reason for them. Like, they said the thing. They have a defense for themselves Mm -hmm. when people are like, hey, you don't talk about, like, any real shit. Like, for the... The leftist cucks that we are, like, they have a defense. They're like, we showed it on TV. Like, we're good. Little do they know that that is going to just make me madder. Like, do they not even realize that Jenna is going to harass Chris Harrison even more? And yes, I'm talking in the third person. But that's the thing is they don't give a fuck about us. Like, Like Danica said, they were like, cool, we talked about it. That's enough, right? We we ain't get no hate, and we still did not like it, like you said, alienate the base. That's like I don't agree with that because nothing was. It was a convert. We knew it was, it was like code, right? Yeah, you know we talk about code switching. I didn't know if y'all didn't say I'm black, but I I thought about when I said blacky. <laughs> I am Afri- actually African American. I thought about it and was like they don't know if I'm black. So I should probably tell y'all that I am African American. I don't speak for all black people, but I just want y'all to know. Just in case you had any questions. <laughs> I just like 36 about minutes it. in. <laughs> the two wives are like, wait, we have a black person. Yeah. Got I just one. thought about it. They're going to be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Damn, who is she? Uh, but yeah, I mean, they just don't give a shit. Like they're just, they're, did, they feel like they did enough. And they feel like that's enough to pacify us. And like like all of us who are like, it's not a fucking enough. They're like, we don't give a shit. We broached, we, we like, it's, it's exactly like when you go, everybody's going to go to Thanksgiving and you've got Aunt Joanne and you have Uncle, you know, I'm not going to call Uncle Tom, but you have Uncle 
Peter. Okay, so you got Peter and Uncle Joanne. Peter and they're Aunt gonna Kelly. fucking yes. They're gonna fucking say the n word. They're gonna say the n word. They're gonna say some racist ass shit this Thanksgiving, and Bachelor Nation's just gonna come in and they're gonna be like, mm, well, that's Joanne and that's Peter. That's how they do their thing, mm-hmm. and the rest of the family is gonna be like. Like, no, you can't, like, you have to be anti-racism. Like, we're over here screaming, like, no, fuck with Joanne no more because she says some dumb shit every fucking holiday and I'm over (laughs) it. But Bachelor Nation's like, "Mm, no, earmuffs. You know, that's just them. They're not going to change. And, uh, you know, we'll just leave them alone. And the rest of us are like, it's not enough anymore. Fuck that. You have to do more. You have to, like... But it is that line that Jenna's saying, like, are they capitalizing on it? And then they're like, look at us. We're having these conversations. Right. Yeah. Pat on the back. Yeah. And so all of us are just still fucking mad because we're like, even Ashley Spivey, who's just like, all right, great. We know these conversations happen probably every fucking season and y'all don't show us shit. So what y'all want us to do? Like hand clap. It was a great episode. It had every component that you needed to be a great episode, but it wasn't because of the producers. It was because Ivan and Taisha are real people going through real shit that the rest of the nation is fucking facing. And that feels genuine. So Perfect. I mean, fuck. Not to detract from the conversation we're having, because it's been amazing, but there's one other last portion of oh, yeah. this that yeah. I do want to make sure that we address. Um... I'm also sorry, Danielle. We told you it was going to take 15 minutes. Oh, I don't. It's it's me ranting. (laughs) Little did we know, uh, this is an actual big conversation and Jenna and I are stupid. (laughs) Um, No, No, you're not. And like, like I said, I'm not, I'm like under the weather. So I'm like talking, I'm getting hot and bothered. And then I'm literally about to go crash and watch the crown. So (laughs) I want to watch that so bad. Oh, please do. It's amazing. I want to talk to you about this later. Um, so they talk a little bit about bias in law enforcement, and then um, Ivan sort of talks a little bit about what it's like with COVID and, like, the Black Lives Matter movement in general, and he just sort of asks Tasha like, how she's feeling, and Tasha gets really emotional, and Jenna and I were kind of talking about it last night, and... Based on what she had said earlier, she was like, I I feel like when I was going to school, when I was growing up here, I was the only person that looked like me or had the same experience as me. And so Tasha getting emotional to us read like, I have never had somebody like ask me this kind of question. And then it also felt like she felt a lot of pressure as like a black lead to respond in a certain way that was like not alienating to like the white viewers, but you could tell she was, or it seemed to us that she was doing sort of like the mental gymnastics to try to like say something palatable to like a largely white middle America audience and was just like struggling with that because it, it just seemed like a really difficult question. Like, Rightfully so. Um, so I wondered, like, what you, like, felt about, like, that whole conversation. I, th- I felt the same way. When I f- when they first started talking, I was like, bitch, say something. Like, say something. But you could see the wheels, like, turning. I, you could, like, s- smell, like, the singeing of her hair because she, she wasn't prepared to really have that conversation and she didn't know what to say. And there is a flood of emotions. And I was telling Megan and my friend um, Jasmine, we really struggled with going to work. 
I really struggled going to work. And I'm from Minneapolis. The neighborhood where George Floyd was murdered is literally where I grew up. Like, that's where mm-hmm. I caught the five to go to the Mall of America. That's where, you know, I saw my best friend before he was murdered. Like, that is my neighborhood. And so for me, it was just like, it was hard to go to work. It was hard to just like get up and function in your normal capacity the next day. And there was no room for that. Like there's some room in the election. There's some room in in certain events, but there was no space for me to call in sick a couple days, right? And with COVID, people were like, I I don't have the opportunity to really call in sick because I need to go to work because work right now is so an influx too. So Mm -hmm. it just isn't the right time for me to be like, I'm going to take a vacation. Right. So that's what I felt when I looked at Tasha, And I think that Ivan could read that on her very well and knew that that's what was happening, that she was keeping things in, that she didn't really know what to say, that she didn't want to alienate. I know nothing about, you know, California and Orange County. I'm just assuming it's very white (laughs) based off of the TV shows that I've seen, like the OC. (laughs) That's I'm just going off of like what I actually know. So I think she was thinking of like her brand, mm-hmm. her like, you know, career. Yeah. I mean, because even when she was talking to Riley and she's he's like, what do you do? She's like, I travel a lot. She's like, she's not going to use the words influencer. But, you know, we're talking about some really tough topics and she wants to be seen in a really good light. And that's difficult to have that conversation about. And sometimes you're really bottling up those emotions a lot of the time. So it could just be that she, not that she didn't even know what to say, but she had a lot to say, but she like in that moment couldn't process it to get it out in a coherent sentence. Cause like, you know, p- me personally, when this first all happened, I was like, burn the shit down. I, I actually lost a friend <laughs> because we were talking about this. And they, Atlanta was burning. Atlanta was protesting and Atlanta was burning. And I said, burn this shit down. And she was like, no, that's okay for Minneapolis, not Atlanta. And I said, what what the fuck does that mean? So we're no longer friends. But I mean, those kind of conversations where it was like, no, my city doesn't just get to burn because it's not just a Minnesota problem. It's a, Uh -uh. it's a national problem. We've been dealing with this for a hundred years. You know, we see all sorts of movies and we're like, damn, this looks like the sixties with the water and the dogs and the police. And it's our actual reality. So I think Tasha was trying to just compartmentalize it. I think what she ended up saying, not to try to get ahead, but what she ended up saying about like, these are the people that she has tried to fit in with for so long who are now saying black lives matter. But she probably like, I think I felt living in North Dakota as well in law school, I felt fucking invisible. Like, my, those things didn't matter. And now you have people saying, oh, my God, Black Lives Matter. And you're like, bitch, where the fuck you been at? Because mm-hmm. I've known you my whole life. And, like, you acted like I wouldn't shit and my hair. Why is my hair curly? And, you know, how come I don't have, you know, this and that? And how come I don't straighten it? I wore blue contacts when I was, I am, I wore straight up blue contacts. I had never felt one way or the other. I felt, you know, in North Dakota, I just was not, I was never white enough. So to hear people for Tasha to say like, I was always trying to be one of you and meld into you. And now you're saying that like my life actually matters just the way that I am. That's crazy. For example, Tasha ain't wore her hair curly, but one damn day. That shit has been straight and flat and added length. And that may be the way she likes to wear yeah. it. 
But Alexa Cava came on there with that naturally curly hair, and we didn't see very much of her. And everybody, like us, were like, oh my God, look at her. I mean, she has like hair. We're, we're so tired of this franchise that we're like hair diversity oh my god it's hair <laughs> diversity every time a redhead comes on or every yeah. time we see somebody like a ginger hopefully that's not like a derogatory like word it is and it should be okay <laughs> <laughs> but anytime we have any kind of diversity we're like ooh, there's a redhead oh that's different y'all come on there's so much out here so i i think taisha is trying to balance it the way that we do. We all do code switching. You know, we talk about things. I'm being real candid with you. When I take my black ass to work, I, oh, what'd you say, Tom? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm going to keep my fucking job. Yeah. So, well, I think I, she's trying to navigate it the best way she knows how. No, yeah, and I also think, too, like, tasha has been a part of Bachelor Nation for, what, two, three years now? So, yeah. like, it... it I'm sure that this was, like, really overwhelming to, like, try to have, like, a sincere conversation with, like, a black mixed person who, like, might understand, like, her experiences a bit better, where, whereas, like, she is interacting with Maga Ann and, like, having to, like, interact with all of these people that are so diametrically opposed to her existence, even, like, whether they, whether they knowingly mean to or not and that's giving them a lot of a lot more credit than they deserve um well the following that they generate is what she wants so why would she you know go out there saying something different because she she wants that like hannah b following Mm -hmm. and we know that matronation just does i mean natasha parker is one of the finest women i have ever seen and she is fly as fuck she was on the show she made it far her following compared to maga ann is it doesn't it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. like that girl is like full of air so, I mean, I think that this whole franchise is really frustrating and it has all these problematic things. And, you know, there there's all these people who are showing us these different layers and Tasha's trying to navigate all of this on screen. And she has a black dad. I mean, I know for me, my son is black, my husband is black, and I was I was nervous. I was scared and worried about, you know, he might, you know could you go out there? Are you going to make it back? Not only for COVID, because we all have pre-existing conditions, but also, are you going to make it in this world? My son um, is a really good runner. He loves to run. And after Ahmaud Arbery, I said, you cannot run in our neighborhood anymore, period. If you're not one, because he was getting his independence. He's 13. He wants to go out in the neighborhood. He, I told him he couldn't do it anymore. And I look like the bad mom, but I said, I don't know how to protect you from white men who may accost you and think that you you're running in the neighborhood for exercise and somebody may think you have robbed or you know broken into a house I can't protect you what am I supposed to do Mm -hmm. and the same thing with COVID where we're like I don't know how to protect you from this situation so I'm not sending you to school so now we're just like in this little enclosed bubble and we can't be scared of the world And we need to be able to be out there and be in society. But is there a place for us? Because I've been asking for a long time, is there a place for us in Bachelor Nation? Because it's not an environment. Girl, the amount of people who reported our account when I posted that Hannah B. had said the N-word, the amount of people that slid in my DMs and called me nasty names and said, like, you know, the rappers are the problem, it was disgusting. So no, 
I don't think I would ever do anything in Bachelor Nation to the contrary, especially if that's my line of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, no, you're, yeah. yeah. No, Tasha's doing exactly. Tasha's doing Tasha. <laughs> we are in support of that fully. I can't wait to see how Matt James is going to yeah. act. Like, I can't wait to see what really they're going to talk about. Like, I'm so interested. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, like, again, we don't know anything about him, like, except for what Jenna has spent too much time doing sleuthing. Like, I'm not going to say too much time, Danica. It's a lot of time, but I ain't going to say too much. Thank you. What Jenna has spent (laughs) so much wonderful time doing. So much time. Getting our asses blocked by this man. I swear to God, I don't know if we've talked about this enough, but I'm crying every day when I realize I'm blocked by the next upcoming Bachelor. That's not okay! (laughs) Jenna, you've already done too much. You've done too much! You basically got blocked by the President of the United States, which which is illegal. (laughs) (sighs) Have you? Have you been? By no, not by no, no, not by the president, but by Matt James. Oh. Yeah, I know that was about the COVID party, yeah. right? Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. the only one. Like our account's not the only one he blocked. He blocked like twenty or thirty. It, it, you know, it's it is what it Jenna, is. <laughs> Jenna, I want to say this with love. If I were on The Bachelor, I would block you. <laughs> would I block? Would I block Jenna if I was on The Bachelor? Dude. If every single time you like asked a had like a question box and Jenna was like who'd you vote for I would fucking block you I think I would block them but I would you I would be I would block you yeah but I would be like what's that one girl name Madison who did the like fake account and she was like you're so honest and real I would use that account to still see what you're saying about me like I still want to know what you say about me but I don't want you to know that I that I actually care yeah fair so that's what I would do. Fair. Fair. Um, well, Danielle, baby. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Yeah. Do you want to roast some Bennett's or some Ed's? Ciao. I don't have the energy. Yeah. Ciao. No, it's fine. These, <laughs> I just need them. I need them off my fucking screen mm-hmm. ASAP. The fact. I hate Noah so, so much. much. For the fact that he pulled some bullshit that wasn't even true, and that's why Dr. Joe was gone. Mm-hmm. I blame him yeah. and him only. That man is so stupid and such a liar. Like, I... Yeah. Oof. We'll get into it later. But he's the worst, yeah. and he absolutely needs to go. And I I feel like he's not going to go right away, but we... <laughs> That's going to happen. <sighs> you think... Well, isn't there a two-on-one next Oh, week? yeah, you're right, and he's on it. Oh, oh God. Like, Ew, With but Bennett. we have to pick between Bennett and Noah. I know, that, girl. I that sucks for culture. Let's say too easy. <laughs> well, I think that your podcast always has resonated with me, oh. and the reason it's so important is because it gives the like a safe space. And there, you know, in the begin, there's not a lot of podcasts that are willing to come out and really hard against the franchise. And you guys have always been really outspoken, even more so than like I am and Megan is on our podcast and I think you know two black girls when Rose was like the number one thing that was even how I was like finally oh there's like a voice because they refused to do Hannah Brown's um season and I was like oh I need to listen to this and then your podcast like it just kind of came upon it and realized that this is another really safe space for people who are like this isn't okay and it gives this whole nother outlook on it but 
you guys still love the love stories. Mm-hmm. You guys still care about the franchise. You guys are like, I still watch this shit and it's really problematic. But I also like love to see love on TV. And that's this episode is dedicated to you, oh. Date Card Pod, because it was the perfect example and balance of like drama and bullshit that you can like jones on plus like some really deep conversations that need to be had but plus like actual love and lots of making out and sexy ass Tasha. like it was just like the perfect storm it's the best episode i've seen in this entire franchise and i just i did leave a little like refresh in a way because of like all those reasons you just said i was kind of like this is this is what we wanted like and there wasn't like violence dates. There wasn't like things. It was just conversations. Yeah, this is why we watch. This it's is for it. the one episode a season where it doesn't <laughs> fucking <laughs> suck. <laughs> but the dates were like, like you said, it wasn't like toxic masculinity. It's like drink some bullshit for Tasha and like sing a fucking song and moan into a mic. Like let's do it. Oh, like that shit was fucking great. So this episode, I think, was like the perfect date card pod episode the holy grail of what this franchise like needs to continue to do which we're not gonna see so well, i just love we'll y'all. keep we'll keep screaming um until they officially send us a cease and desist um <laughs> which till they sue your ass which they're going also, to at some point you know what that means jenna is that we have to be funny and we can't fuck it up because this is our episode yeah this is ours thanks danielle for Sorry. that thanks for it's that like, it's like no pressure pressure pressure, pressure. Thank you so much for coming, though. Seriously, we love you. Yeah. I know you, you took time out of your day when you were being sick and stuff. It means so much to us. And, um, yeah. Feel better. I'm we just, love like, you. not even Thank kidding, you. y'all. Please go listen to Crime and Roses. Um, I think we bonded together a little bit over the Hannah B situation. And, and like, and, I, and uh, that almost made me cry just thinking about that time. It was like, uh, but we all came together as, like, a community of people who were just, like, wanting to scream at the franchise. Yeah. So, thank you for screaming with us. <laughs> yes. Thank you for giving me the option to come and, like, scream and shit. I really appreciate of course. it. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. <sighs> we love you, Danielle. I love her so much. <laughs> we, like, told her, we're like, hey, it'll just be, like, 15 minutes. And then... <laughs> 40 minutes later. <laughs> Again, never hire white bitches to do anything. We cannot plan for time. Like, we're we're all fucking stupid. Um, but again, like, thank you, Danielle. Danielle, you're welcome back anytime. Yes, Megan, please. You're welcome anytime. Yes. Um, we love you so much. Love you. So now uh, we have to continue with this fucking show. Honestly, it's so funny, though. As Danielle said, like, it was, like, a great episode, though. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it is definitely, it was, like, an episode that we've been waiting for in so many ways. And it kind of had everything. And it wasn't super toxic. And there was lots of good, like, kind of romance moments. But... <sighs> But that was the best part, and now we have to keep going. Oh, yeah, but I'm... this truth or dare date is... Honestly, I don't think I've laughed this hard yeah. in a really long time. Truly, like, we were we were cracking our asses up and laughing and genuinely, <laughs> yeah, almost having, almost having a good time in this hellscape. Almost. <laughs> almost. Cheers. Um, so... I recognized last night that <laughs> the music date was not actually a group date, and unfortunately, we had to see Blake again. 
uh, and Bennett again, and uh, like all of them again, um, uh, which is gross. I didn't want to see them more than once per episode. Is it Sydney? Yes, Sydney. Am I crazy? Oh, so, okay, so Sydney, Becca Kufrin, and Tasha um, are like Carmen San Diego level like sleuthing. Uh, while the men do some, like, fear factor, like, truth or dare kind of shit, <laughs> um, they have, they have to drink, like, awful smoothies, um, while it's 2,000 degrees outside, so, like, they have, well, like, what were some of the things they had to drink, like? There was ones with cow intestines, and then one with chicken feet, and I was like, you mean chicken legs? Ed? <laughs> Ed? Ed? Um, yeah, they had, like, weird shit in them, and they had to drink them while the women were, like, cheering them on the background. It was so fucking... <laughs> I can't. And then they had... They were, like... They had, like, a, a megaphone, but it was, like, for the whole, like, area where they were making orgasm sounds, so none of these men have ever had sex. I love that there are so many virgins on this show, because, like, you know, Colton mm -hmm. was the last virgin we ever had. <clears throat> Sorry, Maddie uh, was the last virgin we had. Mm, Colton was the last virgin we ever had, and... <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, but none of them know what a women's orgasm sounds like, because they were just like, oh, my protein, my ham... <laughs> Um, it was great. Um, they make Chris Harrison sign their ass, which I cannot truly believe that Chris wasn't a part of. Like, I mean, maybe Chris is a gay icon. I mean, I feel like the old Jenna would have really loved this scene because the new Jenna, and again, I'm talking in the third person a lot this episode, um, the new Jenna still kind of liked this scene, and this is coming from somebody who, like, truly loathes Chris Harrison, um, but, I mean, it was, was just- Was that sarcasm or no? I, um, it's real. I, like, I, I don't like the man, but I also kind of liked the scene, because it was just, like, just chill and funny and random, and he was really, like, out of all the times he's been acting in this season, because he's been doing a lot of this one was just kind of casually funny. Like, I'm eating lunch, these men come up here and they want me to touch their butts. Okay, ugh. And he, like, he brought it, you know? But I just cannot stress how much I also hate the man. <laughs> He's eating crab, and I just, like... Kat was amazing last night on the Instagram story. She was like, eat the rich! And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing... She said the best joke ever, and we could all go to sleep and die. Yeah. And we did. And we did. This is all a, a, a farce. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last part was they have to eat a hot pepper or vomit. That's <laughs> their choice, basically. Um, and they have to do it while proposing. So I would, I would pick vomiting while proposing. Yeah. Like, as a person with an eating disorder, it's way easier to vomit instead of, <laughs> of like, trying to propose to somebody. And I, I was talking to Andrew, and I was just like, yeah, it would have been easier if you just threw up. I would get it would get either it. way. This totally reminds me of the good old days when Evan and Carly were, like, vomiting into their mouths as well, you know? And I was just like, oh, I missed those days. <laughs> Wasn't that so cute where it was just like, you're doing something that will change the world, 
Like, they set a world record for the grossest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> and you remember the, like, the, the string of, like, spit that went between them? And Carly was just like, I don't ever want to speak to this man again. And now they have, like, three fucking babies. Yeah. Two. 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 But, like, I mean, he's also a baby. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. My favorite part, again... Just, like, acknowledging Uzi yes. may be problematic. Yeah. But he said the funniest fucking thing yeah. Yeah. last night. He was, like... <laughs> so, when Blake was, like, on the loudspeaker, like, doing his, like, orgasm sounds, Uzi was, like, Blake's got some demons, dog. He needs to go to church. <laughs> and I was just, like, you know what? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> He, like, that man has never heard an orgasm before. <laughs> and we'll get into that later with his truth. Because <laughs> I want to talk about that. <laughs> um, so, like, the whole the whole point of the date was supposed to be, like, a truth or dare thing. So all of these were dares. Um, so later when they go into the cocktail portion, it's supposed to double as, like, the truth portion of the date. Mm-hmm. Um, Bennett launches into his confession explaining why he ended a previous engagement it's because he's a robot and um ai hasn't advanced this much yet um but he says it's a little tough to talk about i don't remember a time when my parents were solid um sometimes i think people get married and it's for the wrong reasons i was close to getting married and i knew it wasn't right and he mentioned that, like, fake proposing to Tasia was a major turning point in his life, and he may be able to love again, um, and they kiss, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and then I consider taking whatever pills Hannah Ann's been taking so that I can look dead behind the eyes and forget that I ever saw this kiss. It's awful. I mean, like... I would like to have not seen that either. Yeah. Also, it's just so fake, dude. It's just so fake. Like he's he's completely <laughs> it's just so fake. He's just so fake. He's just completely playing this game. And like I'm not here's the thing. I'm not mad that he's trying to play an Instagram game while on the show. He's a smart man. No one become no one becomes the bachelor from this season. Matt James is already a bachelor. So I'm not mad at him for trying to get whatever he can get from this and he's already had some weird like he had to some date with Tyler C a couple weeks ago like in real life or whatever. So he's already trying to become like the guy from the show that will always remember LOL. <laughs> you know, and I, whatever. And I'm not like mad at that. I just I wish she would just do better at it, you know? Like, I just wish she would, mm-hmm. like, try harder and make it more worth my while and make me actually want to, like, make memes about him. Because, trust me, he has plenty of memeable moments, but I'm not feeling it. I mean, he has 70,000 bones. We could meme it. <laughs> so, my question for you, um, do you think that they're going to do Paradise? They're not going to do Paradise this year. I think they are. Are they going to try? I think they're going to try. I think they're going to so, try. Well, my I, actually, I don't know. Actually, now with COVID being as crazy it is, as it is, I don't know. My assumption is that they weren't going to try and that there were going to be... There was going to be Tasha's season, Matt's season, nothing for a little bit, and then they were going to start a new Bachelorette? 
would be the smarter thing to do, but I'm not and sure. And then another Bachelor, and then they were gonna, like, combine the seasons once we were able to travel. I think that's the smartest idea, and I think we could honestly pull from all seasons. They pull, when they do BIP, they, they pull from many seasons, and we remember people, or we don't remember people. It doesn't really matter, you know? Like, they're funny. We've, we've seen plenty of night ones. Joe, for example, um, grocery store Joe, and it's uh yeah so i think that's the best option and i regardless of how it happens bennett's definitely gonna be on whatever form of bip is gonna come up in our lives no. <sighs> and he's just gonna be Look. sweatier than ever and i just can't i don't want to talk about that yeah anyway let's go on uh maybe tasha marries <laughs> just kidding uh <laughs> well, let's see <laughs> Oh, uh, so the cocktail party portion of the date um, goes on. Um, oh, I already oh we have about yeah that. we have Blake now, Blake. Um, so yeah, she asked him the truth question. <laughs> What's one thing your ex would warn me about? <laughs> My <laughs> beard. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. So- He's like, oh, nothing, nothing at all. Don't look behind the curtain. There's nothing here. <laughs> yeah, my exes love me. And it's just so, like, look at that man. Like, there are red flags there. If you look at the man, there's a red flag. If you date the man, there's a thousand red flags. Um, it, it, It's basically, he, he does this thing. Where he's, like, really hesitant to, like, open up to her. And he's been like that. He's like, give me time. Give me time. Whoa. Whoa. I was, like, ahead in Claire's season. But, like, now that you're here, like, I I don't feel like I have to open up to anything. Like, give me some time. But, like, now he he's, like, still, like, doing the same thing. And then it's basically, like, answering like, the what's your worst quality or what's the thing you struggle with the most question when you're in a job interview by saying, like, oh, like, I'm just a perfectionist or, like, (laughs) something that's, like, inherently, like, positive. I care too much. Yeah. And I've actually said that before. I've literally said I care too much, which I'm, it makes me a monster, but I just care too much. I just. I really care a lot about my job. I just... <laughs> He's trash. Throw the whole man away. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Riley. Who we don't really get to see much of either. But he's awesome and cute. And I hope that we see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley says he won't let his job get in the way of family. Um, cool... And that's a privilege. Um, <laughs> Kenny promises he won't be smart assy when he meets Tasha's parents. Well, that's cool because uh, you shouldn't ever meet Tasha's parents, and you won't. <laughs> Can we celebrate? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Clink clink. God damn. Uh. Jesus. Damar reveals that his mom has been divorced twice and he never wants to put his own family through that experience. And then Zach's shoes makes out with her. (laughs) Um, 
she ends up giving Zach with the bad shoes the rose. I cry. I cry. Tisha, he doesn't have any bones. He just doesn't have any bones. What are you doing? So, like, after this point, um, after the, like, big group date, Ben and Ed, (laughs) at the same time, go looking for Tisha's room. (laughs) Ed, somehow, who knows? Who can ever be sure? Uh, He ends up at Chris Harrison's room at 2.30 a.m., um, quote-unquote 2.30 a.m., uh, because producers hate him and Chris is grooming him. <laughs> and then, uh, ben makes it to Tasha's room saying, I really just wanted to apologize um, for making you disappointed in me and the last after party. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, she seems to appreciate what he's saying and still admits that she's frustrated with his failure to jump at the chance to make a connection with her. And then after expressing her mild frustration, they have uh, an enormous, like, champagne, strawberry cocktail-looking thing. Yeah. The strawberries are, like, the size of our heads. And I don't know why there's so many strawberries on this um, season. It's really upsetting me. (laughs) It's awful. Um, so then we get to the rose ceremony, and I feel like this is the first rose ceremony of the season. I don't a even... A little bit. I can't even. Yeah. And, like, it's like, let's have a little bit of a cocktail party. I guess. Sure. If you want. We haven't been having them this whole season. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Ed is feeling a little salty, and he's like, Noah's a joke. Uh, we know that. Yeah, true. Uh, Taisha deserves someone who's here for the right reasons. Tam, tam, tam. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to stir the pot. And Bennett agrees with that. He says, Noah is a juvenile and it's ridiculous for a woman of Taisha's stature, beauty, prowess to end up with a guy like Noah. Um, I agree that Noah is a fucking idiot, but I don't actually know what has happened to make everyone that upset with him. Mm-hmm. Yet. Later, he, Yet. he totally gets his just desserts. Yes. His comeuppance <laughs> happens very quickly. Um, <laughs> so, Ben yes. grabs Tasha first. Congratulations, Ben. Everyone clap. He's become a man. I refuse. Um, I refuse to clap for a white man. Shut up, bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Riley and... Oh, man. Tiny head. <laughs> I started calling him turtleneck in my notes. <laughs> Riley and tiny head turtleneck follow next. And then Noah comes after... Um, and honestly, he can I, wear the turtlenecks because he has a tiny head. You know, he just no, goes right I know. through. It just... <laughs> okay, honestly, actually, I wanted to, I want to take a moment to talk about this. Kat last night was talking about how small people's teeth are when they get porcelain veneers. And it has taken my entire... Like, every ounce of self-control to not look up what that looks like. Yeah. Because Kat was like, it looks like toothpicks. 
coming out of your gums. And I was like, I'm not ready to see it, but I want them, but I don't want to know what my teeth will look like before. Also, you said you wanted to talk about Tasha's teeth tonight. Oh, Tasha's teeth. All I want to say about Tasha's teeth is that they're perfect. Yeah, they're perfect. Un- unrelated to the previous teeth conversation. <laughs> uh yeah, I just, I just, I gotta look at, you know, like, my own hand, my own heart. Tasha's teeth are so fucking beautiful. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna talk about Mike's teeth today either. No. I have self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, so, Ben grabs Tasha. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Riley and Turtleneck follow. Noah comes after. Uh, Noah has the disgusting youth pastor energy that I am not here for. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend on Twitter today um, where Noah looks like the kind of person that's, that, like, if you go to, like, um, church camp... He's like, oh yeah, anal doesn't count as sex, so you're still a virgin if you have sex. (laughs) Or, like, you can suck my dick because you're still a virgin if you suck my dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally the vibe I get from him. I fucking hate this man. And also, fuck you, Jacob, because you did that to me when I was a child. Love that. I hate it, but I mean, you know. No. You deserve it, Jacob. Um, so Noah then goes to Tasha. Um, he says that he tattles. He's like, I've been. Someone said that I was being rude. <laughs> he's like, he's been getting heat from the other guys for crashing the group date. Um, it's he says it's kind of been implied that you gave me the rose just to shake things up and Tasha hates it mm-hmm. because first of all no that's not what she did and second of all that is not what anybody in the group said and that's where like you and I were talking last night with Kat and Andrew and we were like when did anybody say that yeah nobody is mad at you for giving him the rose mm-hmm. for this particular reason exactly like, they might be jealous yes there might be extra feelings there, but he's just like, mm, you know, I think they're just mad because well, he's totally, bullshit reason. He's totally projecting. He's very much project, projecting. And then he, but like, it's one thing to project kind of like an ITM or whatever, or to like other people, but it's another thing to project what you think is happening to the, to the lead themselves. And, and he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, a hundred percent. And it definitely makes him very villainous. I was saying, though, um, on my drive home, that, like, while he is a villain in a lot of ways, I love this villain more than I love, like, a Luke Kook. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, I mean, so far, we haven't seen Noah decide to get super aggro. But, um, you know, I know what he's doing. I get it. He here's the thing. Probably some of the men were thinking that because why would he get a rose? He's trash. Look at him. His mustache sucks. Um, 
you don't say that to Tasha, and it, and it upsets her. Obviously, like you said, it's very warranted for her to be upset. She didn't do that. That's not her intention, at least. And, um, yeah, and so she gets really mad. Um, she's like, she says, you're joking. I'm not going to give you a rose for show. Um, she's super annoyed with the idea that some of the guys think that she's standing out. Oh, that she's handing out roses just to start shit in the house, and she decides to call a house meeting, which was, was so beautiful, and I love her. <laughs> I do love her, but I'm so annoyed that he, he, he was lying. Yeah, he was lying. And, like, he, there were so many ways he could have, like, talked about that. Like, I don't even know how that conversation came about, like, now that I'm thinking back on it. Like, he could have just been, like, he could have talked about, like, literally anything. Mm -hmm. And then she ended the evening. I don't think we've gotten a single, like... Cocktail party thing. Cocktail party where everybody has the ability to talk to her. Yeah. And then everyone gets mad, and they're trying to figure out, like, who... Who's the narc? You know, like, who said this thing? And he, like, he's so stupid that he's like, oh. Like, after, like, five minutes, he's like, yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's me. I, I'm i the guy. And. It was so funny. That part was so funny to me, though, again, because he's not super aggro like Luke P. So I kind of loved this villainy. Like, everyone's like. Okay, well, somebody had to say something. Somebody had to say something. What? <laughs> and then just, like, camera cuts to him, and he just kind of just, like, smile, like, eh. and then he's like, me. Oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I died. <laughs> um, But everyone's so, like, super mad. Um, And they're like, well, what did you say? And he's like, well, I just told him that, like, you know, sh- that you guys think that he- she gave it for show, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like literally from my from what from my memory nobody has ever said anything like that yeah like literally nobody has indicated that they're just there for show um noah also claims that he tried to raise his concerns with the other dudes before he brought it up to her. But that's a lie, right? Like, I don't remember that. No, and funny. he says, you... Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Arthur. Jordan? Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Arthur says, you literally never said that to any of us sitting here. Mm-hmm. And then Bennett also, just, like, beyond pissed off, is like, there is 0% chance that you end up with Tasha. Everybody here knows it. And then in his ITM, which made me scream laugh last night, Bennett is like, I'm here for love, not for breastfeeding Noah. That is a perfect line. That is fucking perfect. It's perfect. Um, but also, like, I would pay money to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I watch TLC. I would watch anybody breastfeeding anyone. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so, like, Tasha like, ends the ceremony pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, so she doesn't get to talk to everybody. And I feel like last night when we were talking, we were like, holy shit, she's eliminating a fuck ton of people, but it actually only ended up being like three or four people. Right, but I guess it feels a lot when there's like not that many people ultimately. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of an intense bro ceremony in the sense that I kind of kind of didn't know who she was going to send home for sure. After especially after last week's like producer picks where she kept chasing and Ed and it was just like trash and you're like ugh. Even though we just try to defend Tasha about how she's not picking things just for a show, but I mean we just we, we the thing is we know. We know that the rose ceremony picks are producer picks, other than, like, obviously her top, like, four or six people. She tells, they tell the producers, this is my top four, and then the rest, the producers, just take care of. It's totally fine and normal, and I'm not mad about it, ultimately, other than the fact that I have to see Ed again. Yeah, but I will say, it's also, she's clearly so mad at everybody, too, because, like, when she goes into this rose ceremony, she doesn't even say anything to anybody. She's not even like, oh, this is a great week, thank you so much, I've, like, had a, I've grown a lot, this is, like, the hardest week for me to say goodbye to people. Instead, she just heads out a bunch of, like, dead-ass flowers to these people, which is just totally a symbol that, like, life is meaningless, and then we're all gonna die. Amen. <laughs> and, okay, I'm gonna try this. As you say the men that she kept, I'm gonna try to say they're corresponding nicknames as I remember them oh do you okay are you ready yeah Ben foot face yes easy Mm, we don't have one Riley oh um let's say let's call him I don't we don't have one for him yet Eh, because we don't see him we never see him Brendan tiny face tiny head (laughs) tiny face tiny head turtleneck Bennett, Harvard, Blake, Beard Man, Damar. We don't have one for him yet. <laughs> That's. I want to see more of him. I'm sad. Uh, Spencer. He is um, ugly Grey's Anatomy doctor. Yes. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Ed. Ed and shoulders. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Porn stash. <laughs> Zach. No bones. <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> we just call him Ivan. We love Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan is it. So has your like top three changed? Cause I I, I feel like you're you're playing the um the bachelor like Bracket. What yeah. is it called? Yeah yeah, 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 And I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are your top three uh, in this moment? My top three are Ivan, Tiny Head, and... Zach? Zach or, Zach or Ben. Yeah. Zach or Ben. Yeah, Zach or Ben. I, I think that's a solid top four. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, yeah, Ben, Zach, Tiny Head, and Ivan. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. And I remember, I remember when our first, when we did the bios of Jamie, um, and we all had such a visceral reaction to Tiny Head, and now it's like totally paying off. And I think Jamie was onto something because she was kind of turned on by him. And I just, I want to thank Jamie King for, for understanding. <laughs> thank you. 
you. But we do have to say goodbye to Dr. Joe tonight, and that is obscenely tragic. I think that Ed sold his soul when he got to hang out with Chris Harrison at 2.30 at night and absolutely got to stay longer, and I hate everybody for that. I'm going to write strongly worded letters to all four individuals that are involved. Yeah, so tonight we had to say goodbye to Wolverine, who is Jason, uh, Jordan, Arthur. Kenny. Oh, just so devastating. Kenny, goodbye. <laughs> oh, my favorite man. Um, and Dr. Joe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also, this feels like only the second, like, actual... Like it, goodbye. It is. It is the it is the second actual rose ceremony goodbye for Tasha, and I think Claire had one. Yeah. So that's really weird for. It all feels really gross. <laughs> Do you and I just want to stare at each other until we go to bed? Because that's what just happened. Just like this, this is fun podcasting. Podcasting is a, a visual medium, and Jenna and I just stared at each other for a really long time. <laughs> like, truly, like, oh, oh, oh. Because I don't know if you guys realize what that means is next week, and then the week after is Fantasy Suites. That means we get, I guess, hometowns next week of some sort. And the week after is Fancy Suites, and we're going to have our good friend Connie, um, friend of the pod, is going to be on for that one. It's going to be a great episode. Um, and then I guess another two episodes, and then we get two weeks off, and then we get Mad James. Um, which, well, I'll say, I just want to end. We, we already talked all of our like, housekeeping before, really. So like, let's just quickly talk about how they're already making fun of Matt as a pun. With They said he's the new matular... Listen. Listen. <laughs> they don't get to make these jokes. This is for us to do. They're stealing our material. It's disgusting. <laughs> Danica screamed, like, fully super hard when that came on screen last night. She was just like, oh, my God. <sighs> it's the best joke ever. I hate it. It's not the best joke ever. It would have been the best joke ever if I had made it. That's true. Which just I like, have. Just like when you made that joke with Dale when you were like, I'm not here to please them. I'm here to please you. And then he made it and I was just like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm a normie anymore <laughs> or, if or if I'm interesting and it's getting really hard. Who am I? Uh, who, am I? who are we? Um, yeah, I'm excited for the rest. It's going to be some intense weeks, um, but we're here for it. (laughs) Um, yeah, stay tuned for talk about the Patreon. Stay tuned for our Chatty Broads episode. Stay tuned for, you know, all the random shit I fucking do during the week, which is agreed too much. Um... (laughs) Every day. Every every goddamn day. <laughs> Stay tuned for every day. <laughs> I do have a I do have a fresh new roast I'm about to drop on you all. Um it happened right before the podcast recording and I it's too fresh for me to even comprehend. But just stay tuned to the Instagram for it. Um make sure you're also like rating and reviewing us if you give a damn. Um 
Uh, this is pretty much it. And also just, like, stay the fuck home. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, should I, should I play the music again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, play the music again. Okay, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Bye. I can't end because it, it there's there's no pause. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are DateCardPod. On Twitter, we are DateCardPodcast. You can email us at DateCardThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at DrunkFeminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, Leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Hello and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions cheese historical figures dicks religion and like a lot of other stuff did it work are you gonna listen emily they can't hear you they're like pressing the skip button right now for more podcasts like the one you just listened to go to sobelowmedia.com this this is as above so below